Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone, rest your cause. It's Friday. End of the week. End of the week, end of the first school week for this 23-24 calendar school year. So happy Friday, everybody. <laughs> Ready for the weekend, I'm sure. Get the weekend and the week beginning. First day of the week coming up, we're going to be gathering together with our brothers and sisters here on Livingston Avenue. I'm going to be worshiping God, building one another up. We'd love for you, if you're in the Tampa area, come be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Take a look at our website, christiansmeethere.org. You can get times and location and join us for our assembly, for our classes. Super yeah. excited. Yeah. Oh, we've yeah. got a special series going on in our classes right now for yeah, adults. We, we certainly do. Uh, we're going to be continuing that Sunday night. I guess we kicked it off last Sunday, but we are talking about why stewards, mm-hmm. why stewards, and looking at the things the scriptures teach us about um, handling our wealth, our possessions, God's plan for our heart, and how he grows us as Christians and as his followers and the dealings with our wealth and possessions, and it's just really rich, really practical. Yeah, so we brought all our adults and teens together into one class. We've got mm-hmm. some special presentations from different members of the congregation every Sunday night at 5, Wednesday night at 7.30, yep. throughout, uh, well, the in uh, August. Through August. I mean, I know on the we'll have a singing at the very end and uh, maybe something else. But get on the website, you'll learn more about that. So Psalm 102. Mm-hmm. And I pause there for a second because I am going to be reading today from the Lexham English Septuagint, second edition. And it's Psalm 101 there. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Now, for, for the Tech Talk listeners, they know Septuagint numbers the Psalms differently. Yeah, because they combined a couple of Psalms early on. And so after Psalm, in our in our English, where we have Psalm 9 and 10, they combined those after that. They're all one earlier. So Psalm 101 in the Lexham English Septuagint, but that is our 102. So here we go. By the way, this is the Greek version. Okay, so I'm looking at an English translation of the Greek version of this. English translation of a Greek version. Yeah, Yeah. here we go. I'm following now. All right. A prayer for the poor whenever he is in anguish and pours out his entreaty before the Lord. Hear, O Lord, my prayer, and let my crying come to you. Do not turn back your face from me. In whichever day I am afflicted, bend your ear to me. In whichever day I invoke you, quickly give ear to me. For my days came to an end like smoke, and my bones were burned up like firewood. I was struck like grass, and my heart was dried up, because I was forgetting to eat my bread. From the voice of my groaning, my bones clung to my flesh. I was like a pelican in solitude. I became like a night raven on a building site. I lay awake, and I became like a sparrow alone upon a rooftop. The whole day my enemies were reproaching me, and those who used to praise me swore an oath against me. For I ate ashes like bread, and I was mixing my drink with weeping. From the face of your anger and your wrath that you stirred up, you dashed me down. My days like a shadow were poured out, and I dried up like grass. But you, O Lord, remain for eternity, and your remembrance from generation to generation. Arising, you will have mercy upon Zion, because it is time to have pity on it, because the time has arrived. Because your servants were well pleased with the stones of it, and they will have pity on the dust of it. And the nations will fear your name, O Lord, all the kings your glory, for the Lord restores Zion, and it will be seen in his glory. He looked down upon the prayer of the low ones, and he did not scorn their entreaty. Let this be written for another generation, and a people which is being created will praise the Lord. 
Because he looked out from the heights of his holy place, the Lord looked down from the heavens upon the earth to hear the groaning of those bound fast, to loosen the children of those who have been put to death, to report in Zion the name of the Lord and his praise in Jerusalem, while peoples gather together and kingdoms to serve the Lord. He answered him in the way of his strength, declare to me the fewness of my days. Do not take me in the middle of my days. In generations and generations are your years. In the beginning you, O Lord, laid down the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain, and all like a garment will be worn out, and like a covering you will roll them, and they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not come to an end. The children of your servants will live, and the seed of them will be directed for eternity. Oh, I appreciate that reading so much, and uh, to find another version to look at. My ear was tickled a little at the sound of pelican, <laughs> uh, because uh, the, the New King James was the only translation that had had that so far this week, and now I'm wondering, well, maybe they were consulting Septuagint a little maybe bit so, and, yeah, and yeah. arriving at some of those choices. I know that happens sometimes. I know when yeah. there's difficult Hebrew words to translate and try to figure out sometimes what the translators do is, okay, how did these ancient Greek translators render it, and yeah. let's let's follow their lead, yeah. follow their lead. So that's uh, certainly certainly so that, maybe so, what happened there. So that was fun. <laughs> uh, then the the other thing, of course, is it's Friday, and on Friday on Text Talk, it's always a good Friday because we're looking for Jesus in these Psalms. And uh, some weeks we do a little more study and consideration. Other weeks maybe we get some help. And I think this is one of those weeks where we get a little help. Get a little help. Get a little help. But we didn't get help. quoted. Yeah. Well, <laughs> quoted I was going to say. in the book of Hebrews. But not, not help from commentaries, though oh. certainly we do find help with, you know, from people who have studied this and getting to see what they have learned and read. This is mm-hmm. help from Scripture writers mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah, from the Holy Spirit. Yes. Oh, man, I tell you what, I, I got a new Bible the other day. It has Again? the words of Christ in red and all the words of the Holy Spirit in black. Okay. <laughs> all yeah, right. Think about that for a second. Yeah, it really, really threw me off. Really threw me off. Okay, because it, it's all the word of God. It's that, that's where it's, that's going. It's, it's I knew what you meant. I, I, eventually, I figured it out. <laughs> I got there. I got there. So Psalm 102 was in black. Correct. Because it's the word of the Holy word Spirit. Of the Holy Spirit. Word of the Holy Spirit. And the author of Hebrews recognized that as well. Yes. Because. However I might try to find Jesus in Psalm 102, I turn to what uh, the Hebrew author writes, and he says, here it is. Here's where we find Jesus. It sure looks like in that Bible of yours there, you're already open to Hebrews. You want to read what we've got in Hebrews 1? I'd be glad to. You want me to start in verse 1? (laughs) No, not all the way back in verse 1. Just the the, uh, appropriate passage where we see the quote here. Well, it comes Uh, up You may need to back up a little bit. Yeah, well, so in the Hebrews writer... Um, he's talking about Jesus Christ being the son. And there seems to be an argument being made about the exaltation, particularly of Jesus, to understand that he is above angels. Mm -hmm. So part of that ties into even creation and eternity. But let me just start in verse 5. For to which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will... Quoting there from Psalm 2. Exactly right. All right. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Quoting from Second Samuel. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. Which came up in a psalm just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. 
and of the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Which we will come back to in a few weeks because that's from Psalm 104. (laughs) But to the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Which was a quote from Psalm 45. Amen. Season two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And the, now. And then we get to verse 10. You, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish but you remain. They will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will fold them up and they will be changed, but you are the same and your years will not fail. And that's verses 25 through 27 of Psalm 102. Now, here's the reason why I wanted to read from that Septuagint rendering of Mm -hmm, this, mm -hmm. because it seems clear our Hebrew author is actually quoting the Septuagint version. Okay. Perhaps the most clear indication of it is the fact that in the Greek, they really do have the declaration and address to the Lord. You so are Lord. You, you are Lord. Lord. So okay. our English translations don't have that because they're based on the Masoretic and the Masoretic didn't have that. Mm-hmm. But the Septuagint, the Greek, they, they show that this is an address to the Lord himself. Mm-hmm. So what our Hebrew author points out though, is that who is being addressed? Who is this Lord that is being addressed? Yeah. He's made it quite clear. It is. It is the Son. The Son. It yes. It is the Son. Who is Jesus Christ? Who is Jesus? That's the entire point that Hebrews chapter 1 is making, mm-hmm. as you pointed out, higher than angels. And we've addressed that when here in Hebrews 1, other Psalms have been quoted. No doubt we'll address it again in a couple of weeks as he quotes Psalm 104 in the same argument about the Son. The struggle is here in Psalm 102. For us, it does not seem, as just in reading the psalm itself, as directly about the Son. So I'm left wondering, why did the Hebrew author read Psalm 102 mm-hmm. and say, oh, this is actually God talking to the Messiah. This is actually the Father talking to the Son. Hmm. I will admit there's some things going on in the Septuagint, still kind of vague, but that, that open up for that interpretation a little bit more. But I think there's something more specific about this that we need to recognize. And that is, notice what he quoted in Psalm 45, verses 6 and uh, Yes, he quoted Psalm 45, verses 6 and 7. In Hebrews chapter 1, yeah. it was in verse... Uh, eight, and glass, yeah, eight, okay. nine. eight and 9. Yeah, 8 and 9. My glasses aren't working very well right there. So I got it here. I got okay. it. Yeah, so Psalm 45, verse 6 and 7. Your throne, O God, is forever. The scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of uprightness. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Mm -hmm. Psalm 45 was a royal psalm. It was addressed to the king. It was a song of wedding. And we know that ultimately, and we can go back to Psalm 45 in season two, and we recognize that ultimately this is about the Messiah. It is God speaking to the king who is the son. And God says to him, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And then at the end of verse seven, therefore God, your God. Here we've got here we've got God who is speaking to his son who is also God. God. Right. All right. Hey, by the way, we're gonna be reading John in a couple weeks (laughs) and guess how that begins. Yeah. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. God. He becomes flesh and we behold his glory as of the Son begotten of the Father. So we we've got that entire picture. But here's the thing I really want us to notice. 
as God is talking to the Son, to the Messiah, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. Yes. Now, in Psalm 102, as we have gone through Book 4, and we've had multiple songs about God as king and God who is on his throne, I want us to remember what it says in Psalm 102, verse 12. But you, O Lord, are enthroned forever. Mm. Here in Psalm 102, the Lord who is enthroned forever, just like in Psalm 45, God is enthroned forever. So our Hebrew writer says, oh, I know who that Lord is. I know because Psalm 45 told me who that Lord is. And so as he's piecing together his argument, what does he do? He brings up Psalm 45 about the God who is enthroned forever. And then he quotes another Psalm that is about the God who is enthroned forever. And he knows who that God is. That God is the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. The Son. So you have a selection from Psalms that emphasize, as he makes his point, Jesus is God. Jesus has authority, the throne of God. Mm -hmm. And so there's a layering of that or the next phase then of the argument is Psalm 102 as he selects here, because as you pointed out in the Septuagint, you have another direct address from Psalm 45, God, your God, you, O God. Mm -hmm. So then the Septuagint, you Lord, you Lord, Mm -hmm. here's this direct address. So we're again, we're saying Jesus is Lord, which is to say Jesus is God. But then tying to what is the work of God? It is the work of creation. And so when you have the throne and the authority from Psalm 45, now you have God, creator God, and that's also Jesus And that's also Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is our God. He is Lord. He is Yahweh. Mm -hmm. He is so much more than just a man who came into the world. He is so much more than just a good teacher. He is God. And even if, uh, I'm going to say obviously it appears the Hebrew writer is quoting the Septuagint, but to make the argument about a creator is still to speak to the deity of Christ. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I see the logic of choosing these Psalms where you have direct address, but then these are things that only God does and no one else can do. Yes. These are things that only God does and the angels did not do. And at the beginning of Hebrews, the way the Hebrew author started that sermon is, look, in times past, God spoke to us in a lot of different ways. He spoke to the fathers in a lot of different ways. But here's how he's speaking to us now. Mm-hmm. He's speaking to us now through the Son. Yeah. Let's fall on our knees before him. Let's confess him as Lord. Let's be baptized into him. Let's give our allegiance to him. If we can help you with that, please email us, texttalk@christiansmeethere.org. We would love to help you give your allegiance to the Son of God, who is God, who is the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go ahead and wrap up today with a prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for this week and that we have been able to look at Psalm 102. And Father, it it just speaks to us and resonates with us about the brevity of life. And we know, Father, that we, we don't all have the same number of days, but we have the right number of days in your sight and we trust in you. Father, as we know for many people and many of our listeners, or it's a, it's a, season of change and going back to school. We pray your blessings upon all the different families and the children at this time and help us, help the parents to set the good example of the psalmist in Psalm 102 to entrust their children and future generations with you to inspire faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. In him we confess. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. 
I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.